Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, Kramer and Jess. Mornings on Mix 106.5. What up? Was it Tuesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday. What's up, everybody? How are Good we doing? morning. Happy Tuesday. Uh, six o'clock club. Let's check in. You know what we're doing here. We're just trying to survive this one, right? You know what I mean. It's that Tire Tuesday that Greg Carpenter from 101.9 has dubbed every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I saw Greg in the hall today. He's like, hi. Mm-hmm. And Rob from our sports station goes, you're not happy to be here, are you? He goes, I'm thrilled. <laughs> it's Tired Tuesday. So, like, we get it. If you're more tired today than you were Monday, it's all right. Yes. 410-583-1065. Check in with us. We will shout you out. Who is up, Jess? Veronica is here. Jess R. from Westminster. Good morning to Terry. Our kinder care ladies, Karen and Amber. Good morning. Magic Mike is here. John from Middle River. Beautiful Beverly. Clever Kevin is checking in. Time to tough through another tired Tuesday. Grace and White Marsh is here. John, the Annapolis locator, is checking in. Lee, Carol of Princess Anne, Anthony from Catonsville, Amanda in Millersville. Good morning to Scion, Mama McJam, Terrence, Cheryl, Christine and Aubrey, Mr. W, Tracy from APG, Jarrett, Tara, Madison, Kieran, Connor, and Aiden from PA are checking in. Debbie and Street, Connie from Abingdon, Lisa, Randy from Arbutus is here, Leslie in Westminster, and Tabitha from Tawnytown. Happy Tuesday. Are you planning on talking about this pooping in Disney World story anywhere today? Uh, I was. Why do you want to talk about I, it right I, now? I don't feel like I can move on in my life without having discussion about this. Okay. But how important is it for you? We can move it to later. No, it's fine. We can talk about it. Y'all, who is pooping in Disney World? Who, like who? Who Apparently is literally a lot of people defecating? Let it go, let it go. What? It's so gross. <laughs> so gross. But like, I actually have thought about this. The last time I was at when I when we went to Disney World, I think last year, and we were waiting in line for a ride. And at this point, we had been in line for like forty five minutes. Yeah. And I was thinking like. There are no bathrooms here, and that's why I actually missed going on the Millennium Falcon with Garage Boy because I couldn't hold it. I had to go to the bathroom two different times, and on the second time, I didn't make it back in time. But it's like, how do you? I'm not. I'm not condoning the pooping in line by any means. I'm not <laughs> that, saying it like that. That's not. No, I'm not trying to defend anything. However, we do need to put bathrooms in there because how is it possible for people? To wait in sometimes two plus hours and not have to go to the bathroom. There is an article that was published yesterday saying that it's actually pretty more common than you think Mm -hmm. that Disney guests actually relieve themselves number two 
in both parks, by the way, way more than you think. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kids and adults, by the way. This isn't just kids. This is like everybody that's apparently pooping in line. Someone, it started because someone on Reddit said they saw a, a child poop while they were standing, and they poop on the ground, like yes. on the floor, Yes. Uh, during the Rise of the Resistance ride, the Star Wars ride, right? Mm-hmm. And then an employee backed this up and said there were actually three poop-related incidents that day. That was just one. Right. One that day they had to deal with. Yeah, and then someone actually wrote a book, a janitor that used to clean up at Disney World confirmed, like, disgusting things that took place in the park, and this is one of them. Apparently the Avatar ride... Long line. It's so much poop mm-hmm. that they they have called it the poop hall because it literally happens so much in there. They have to go clean up Ugh. poop from that ride specifically. What's nasty about that is I bet you people do it in secret thinking no one's going to see it because it's dark in there, which means other people are stepping in it and have no idea that it's coming. It's nasty. Now. Now. These are the top three trending stories in the city. The Baltimore Top Three Three. with Jess. Number three. A pop-up indoor roller skating rink is coming to Baltimore. This looks super cute. Baltimore Peninsula released a schedule of its holiday events, what they're calling Holiday Remix. And the pop-up rink will be open to the public every Friday through Sunday, starting November 24th from noon to 1230 a.m. until January 28th. Other events include holiday markets, uh, a nightly menorah lighting, a Hanukkah celebration, and more. And you can get more info at BaltimorePeninsula.com. Have you been over the Peninsula area yet? I haven't. It's been redone recently, and it's super nice. What's I mean, it like still, over there? It's it's going to be a bunch of like office buildings and condos, it looks like, but mm-hmm. it's been completely redone. It's on the water. I think it's going to be a really cool spot once it everything gets, gets redone. Yeah, it's nice. Number two. You have a chance to stay at Martha Stewart's home for the holidays for 11 bucks. So Martha Stewart is inviting fans to spend the night at her New York farm for a pre-holiday getaway. So the lifestyle icon is teaming up with Booking.com to host two people. For a Thanksgiving-inspired stay from November 18th uh, through that Sunday, November 19th, and guests will enjoy an itinerary created by Stewart, um, including wreath-making and more, as well as brunch with Martha herself. Now, the booking is available on first-come, first-served basis, and it opens at noon, November 16th, just two days before the overnight stay, and it's only $11.23, obviously a nod to the date of Thanksgiving this year. So... Didn't they do this last year with Mariah Carey staying in her condo in yes. New York or something like that? Mm-hmm. Every year they pick a celebrity and let you do something. Why do I want to do this so bad? When I saw the story immediately, I was like, oh my God, it probably smells so good it, in there. I'm sure it and does. And you get to make a wreath. With what? Martha. With yeah. Martha? Yeah. Number one. Before her death earlier this year, Lisa Marie Presley was highly critical of Sofia Coppola's newly released film, Priscilla. In emails obtained by Variety, Lisa Marie described the betrayal of her father, Elvis Presley, in the script as shockingly vengeful. And she expressed concern that she would have to denounce the film publicly, writing in an email, quote, I will be forced to be in a position where I will have to openly say how I feel about the film and go against you, my mother, and this film publicly. The film is based on Priscilla Presley's 1985 memoir, Elvis and Me, and Priscilla is also credited as an executive producer on the film. I think it's tough after seeing the Elvis movie, and I, honestly, I don't, I don't know a lot about Elvis, but I, by just watching that film alone, I mean, it seems like that family was milked so hard yeah. that like, I'm sure more than ever, they're probably more critical of things that are being said about them or the way they're being treated or the way they're being portrayed because it was like literally mm-hmm. 
if you haven't seen the Elvis movie or know his story, I mean, basically, he just became, he became like an object. Totally. To everyone else around him. Yeah. So I'm sure there's got to be some type of like real big sensitivity. I just think it's interesting how she was very much against it, but then her mom is an executive producer. You know what I mean? But, but are you? I mean, look at all these stories, man. I mean, it's almost like any celebrity story we tell. There's a parent behind the scenes making a buck off somebody. Yeah. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. scary, right? This is Jess, and that was your top three. Did you ever used to, like, crack open a beer and drive down the street and that be completely legal? Because I think through my research this morning, I think that was completely 100% legal to do, drink and drive in the state of Maryland, until July 1st, 1985. Wow. 1985. I would have been two years old. Now, I, I, again, I'm just doing some preliminary research over here, but apparently this is an article written in the Washington Post. It said, if you're uh, planning to sip a cold one while driving home from work today, be advised that practice is now illegal in Maryland. The article from July 1st, 1985. That's crazy. <sighs> like, what? It blows my mind sometimes. The reason we're talking about this is there's a list out on Reddit this morning talking about Things that are illegal now that used to be completely acceptable. Mm-hmm. So if we would have been on the radio this morning back in 1984, if my all my research is correct here, we'd literally been like, all right, we'll crack open a cold one and let's drive to work together. With that kind of stuff, that's always like I, I get confused in the sense where was it not against the law because no one was talking about it? Or were there like commercials basically promoting drinking and driving like it was like an okay know. thing? I'm not sure. But it wasn't even that long ago. That in 38 years ago, that had been completely normal. That's so interesting. I'm going to run down this list too. And if you want to add something to it, something that used to be completely legal, that's now illegal. And like, why do we ever allow that to be a thing? Some of these are going to blow your mind. Like how about this person on Reddit said, I used to buy dynamite at the hardware store. <laughs> Just casually walk into Ace Hardware or wherever. That immediately makes me think of like a cartoon. That's real life? Real life. Wow. My dad and I used to remove stumps with it. Wow. Just casually buy some dynamite and head out. Oh my goodness. Cigarette vending machines? Oh, that's so interesting. No age restriction? Like you could just get a cigarette. You literally, you could be five years old, walk up to the vending machine, pop in a couple of quarters, grab some cigarettes. Wow. Crazy, right? By the way, we're talking about this list of, um, of things that used to be literally the, the thing is called these things used to be illegal. They're illegal now, but they used to be completely acceptable. How about um, is it, this person said our high school had a rifle club in school. The kids kept their 22s in their locker. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. That's insane. Just normal. Normal life over here, right? Like, like, like if it was a textbook. How about the fact they used to put cocaine in literally almost everything? Like, did you know that Coca-Cola actually used to have cocaine in it? Are you serious? Yes. It was a pretty commonly used thing back in like like 100 years ago. They would literally just just drop in some cocaine and just be like, yo. Like doctors would give cocaine, like as prescription. I'm not even prescription. You just go grab it. Are you kidding me? Go grab some coke and you'll be good to go, you know? I did not know that. Donna Conolingo. Wait, you used to walk into Rite Aid and buy rifle ammo? Yes. I would walk into the Rite Aid store. It was an open shelf. It wasn't even in a glass cabinet. Oh you gosh. just casually walk in. Right, Wait, next, right next to Tylenol would be the, the rifle. What year, what year is this when you're able to do this, Don? This would be back in the uh, early to mid-80s. I mean, that wasn't that long ago. You're like, no. I need a bar of soap and bullets. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how does that feel now in no. hindsight? Does, it, does that seem crazy, or are you mad you can't still walk into the Rite Aid and buy bullets? 
I miss the old days. You no, miss the old stop days. stop it, Don. Stop Don, it. Don wants to no. be able to go get some, some dial soap. He no, wants to Don. pick up a magazine and maybe just uh, some rifle ammo when he wants to. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The good old days. No, the good old days. Okay. no. Right, right. <laughs> He's like, Justifying. it's fine. It's yeah, Don, no. It was a good old days. This is Stacy from Pikesville. Hi, Stacy. Hi. I just want to get an update about how you're doing, like after your attack. Mm. I've been thinking about you. Well, thank mm. you. Uh, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. That that may have come off uh, jarring if you haven't listened to the show recently. Jess, do you want to explain what this what we're even been dealing with the last couple of months? How long has it been now? It's been like, uh, a couple it's months. Seven now, weeks right? today. Okay. Yeah. So um, about seven weeks ago, Kramer got attacked and robbed in downtown Baltimore, and has been dealing with with a concussion ever since. Yeah, and it's been uh, it's been kind of tricky. I've never had a concussion in my life. Some of you guys are like, well, I played lacrosse. I know what these concussions are about. Yeah, concussions are are tricky. Um, I had a doctor's appointment as of Friday, and she was saying that I'm about 85% better. I don't know that I agree with that. (laughs) I'm no medical doctor. Yeah, let's listen to the medical doctor, though, yeah? I don't don't know. Honestly, I don't know that I feel 85%. I would say closer to 75%. Um, I'm honestly at this point though, Stacy, the biggest issues that I'm having is like with eye stuff, like my eyes are getting very tired, very fast. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know with the concussion, you're not supposed to be looking at screens. Yeah. You're not supposed to be watching TV. Just to give everyone an insight on what's happening at the studio, Kramer is looking at like five or six screens for Actually, like it's yeah, it's seven oh. screens around like all morning, and then obviously after the show when we're working and stuff. So as far as like the healing process, it's definitely slower than it typically would be because our job involves having to do with all the technology stuff. You I'm know? literally in screen time hell, mm. right? Uh, would yeah. be exactly mm. what the studio is. So yeah, it is like it's a little trickier because honestly, and if I can be completely transparent about this. My doctor was asking me if I could just literally take time off work. She was like, can you take – and this was back you know, back in September. She's like, well, could you just take a month off work? And I was like, I don't think I can do that, honestly. Like I just – I don't think I can do it. So we've been trying to do these kind of weird – like I'll, I'll leave the studio for like 10, 15 minutes of time to kind of get a break in between segments just to try to get away from the screens uh, for a couple of minutes. But can I tell you – honestly, this is – and this is part going to be kind of sad. I don't mean to bring everybody down on Tuesday morning, but – I the hardest part for me right now as things progress is I'm getting really, really scared. Yeah. As things are starting to like settle a little bit, I'm finding myself being very scared, especially even being home alone. Mm. And I don't mm. even know why it's I mean, obviously this didn't happen in my house. I was on for a walk, but for some reason, like at night especially, I don't know, my brain just starts running or what, but I'm like uh, I've been having a hard time sleeping because I'm like, what You're is scared. it? Like, somebody, and I don't even, I've never had like a, like a fear of someone breaking in my house before ever, but I just have this weird fear of like somebody coming and attacking me. Like which the was anxiety. Like, yeah. And yeah. so I've been kind of sleeping like crap because of it. And I don't, I don't know if that's normal or not. I think that's normal. I think everything's probably a little abnormal right now. Is that now. something you can work through in therapy right now? So I've been I've been back in therapy. Um, I, I go on Friday again. I think so. I mean, I, th- I, I, you know, I've been through a lot of ish in my lifetime y'all and i've been able to get back to some kind of normal and so i don't see why i wouldn't get back to some kind of normal with this too uh but you guys have been more than supportive you know i haven't really been we've had to well i haven't really 
been able to do everything that we were able to do before the concussions. Like we haven't had a new Kramer and Jess uncensored podcast for a few weeks now. And like, I appreciate you understanding with that. I've been pretty much MIA off social media a lot um, just because of the screen time and everything. And you guys have been really supportive about that. And I think as time goes on, it gets harder, you know, because at first everyone's very concerned. And then after, after a month or so, people kind of forget that you're going through it. So, Hey, I appreciate you thinking about me, Stacy, you know, and, and keeping me in your thoughts. Cause it, it ha- it's been scary, but yes, I'm, I'm slowly getting better. If that's, that answers your question this morning. Yeah. Thank you. I, I've been thinking about you. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing. Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados. Like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo. They are so let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Would you be annoyed if someone dictated what you wore to their wedding? Because I'm kind of thinking about it. When Jess has a dilemma and is put to the test, she turns to a family because nieces know best. best. Yeah. <laughs> really? Kinda. I think I'm. I. It's been brought to my attention, and I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. I'm actually like, I really need your help on this because I don't know what to do. So, welcome to Nieces Know Best. This is an advice segment that we've used children for free. For <laughs> we we don't pay for therapists. <laughs> we just ask kids what they think. Yeah. And who are these nieces that we were speaking about? My niece is Abby and Maya, who live in San Diego, California. Abby is 11, and Maya is eight. And I just talk to them about different things that are going on in my life. And currently, I am, am in the middle of planning my wedding. Garage Boy and I are getting married in May 2024. And the idea of having a dress code for my wedding has been brought to my attention. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys, I need your opinion on something that has to do with the wedding. Do you think that all the guests should wear black? Now, the reason why I'm asking this is it's actually been brought to my attention a couple of different times by different people in our family saying that it's a good idea for everyone to wear black because it would look really good in pictures and stuff like that. But to be honest, I don't really know how I feel about it. Abby, what do you think? Isn't your wedding theme like lavender and beige? Yeah. I mean, it would look good in pictures, but it would give this like dark, emo, eerie feel. 
and you're mm-hmm. going for like a happy lavender feel. Maya, what do you think? I would feel sad because I, I'm not a wearing black person sometimes. <laughs> what about you, Ab? Personally, I don't really care what we wear. It's just I feel like the black would clash with the rest of the wedding colors. Also, when I look out into the crowd, I don't know if I want us to all be in black. Like, I feel like that's not who we are. I feel like we're just yeah. very much like vibrant, loud, colorful, you know? You know what, Auntie? Don't worry about what everyone else thinks. It's your wedding. It's your day. I just wanted to do whatever you want to do because it's your day. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Love you. Love you. Love you. You're so sweet. <laughs> I'm not a black-wearing person all the time kind of person. Because she, she like she wants to be all. Because what Maya wants to wear, she wants to wear like a light blue suit to the oh, wedding. Oh, okay. Uh huh. It sounds it, it's giving controlling. It's giving bridezilla to me. Yeah. I'm trying to think. In the last, and I, I don't know. I've probably been to a total of twenty weddings in my life. I don't think anyone has ever like told me what to wear. Are you afraid that like people would sh- show up in shorts? Like, what's your concern if you don't have a dress code? No, I think I. So my wedding planner slash aunt and a couple other aunts are like, we should all be dressed in black. Like the pictures would look really, really good. And I kind of feel like they're ganging up, ganging up on me right yeah. now and trying to like persuade me to go that direction. Because for the aesthetic of photos, like I get what they're saying. I just don't know when I look into the crowd, like, I, I want to see that. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, we'll always, I think we have a default to always, it's your wedding, do what you want. Mm-hmm. But what I think would be interesting to hear this morning, is anyone wildly passionate about either, maybe, like, you're, you've been married before. Are you wildly passionate about having a dress code at a wedding or not? Yeah. Because I think if, I think most people are probably in the middle. And if we don't get any phone calls, we have to assume that most people just don't care. Yeah. Right? But if you're wildly passionate about having a dress code, or if you are wildly not, you don't give a damn, uh, or sorry, if you care, you don't, like one way or the other, like, like let us know, 410-583-1065. Like, do dress codes at weddings really matter to the guests? Uh, hi, Liz. Good morning. Good morning. Liz, how do you feel about dress codes at weddings? Okay. So I feel like if you want a certain vibe, like you want it to be formal or you want it to be beach chic or whatever, mm-hmm. that that's fine to put mm-hmm. on your invitation. Right. But I really feel like dictating a color is, uh, I just feel like it's obnoxious. Yeah. Like uh, now I have to, like if I don't have a, a, a nice black dress in my closet, I have to go out and get it. I mean, I'm from the New York metropolitan area originally, so chances are I am going to wear black to your wedding. But <laughs> I, <laughs> but I, I <laughs> But you want to wear it because you want to. You don't want somebody to tell you. You don't be told what to wear. Right. And I just, and like you said, like if you're looking out at the audience, at your, whatever. Oh, yeah. The guests. Yeah. 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 Yes, there it is. Um, Your, your, uh, my loved ones, yeah. Um, you know, you're not even going to be able to tell who's who, like, at a glance, That's right? True. Because everyone's going to be, it's going to be very monochromatic. That's true. It might be like a great Instagram aesthetic, true. but I just. I just well, sort of feel like it's obnoxious to tell people what to wear. It's fine, you know, your wedding party. I, I, but um, I don't know. That's well, how you I, don't like it. Liz, yeah. let's be honest. It's really, I don't like it. It's all about it's Instagram. If it's, if it's not about Instagram, then why are we doing it in the first place, right? Thank you for calling us. 410-583-1065. <laughs> hey, Sarah, what do you think about this whole dress code thing? 
Um, so I, my brother just got married last August and they had everybody wear black. Yeah. Um, I thought it was the most like absurd thing to ask. They had like 250 people come mm -hmm. and then my cousin ended up not wearing black and like now they feel some type of way towards her. Are with, you serious? Wait. What did she wear? What did she wear instead? You were like dark teal, but still like. <laughs> and there was drama was because she didn't not, she did not wear black? Yeah. And I will say their wedding was over $110,000. Okay. So maybe that's why. Okay. But so, I, so, their, so their vibe and aesthetic was very much like black tie, and they were trying to put on like a certain type of of. Oh, event, yeah. They basically. had fireworks on the inside, and like they had the whole ball get Like it was very extravagant. So maybe that's why. Yeah. But I also feel like, I don't know, Jess, but I feel like if. You're like the least judgmental person I've ever heard. So if your cousin or someone showed up in like a pink fluorescent, you'd be like, "You go, girl. You do yeah, you." Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to see it, and I have some family members of mine that are have uh, helping me plan the wedding, and they're just like, "It's just gonna look tacky because you know, so and so and Auntie so and so is gonna show up in her fuchsia pattern, blah blah blah." And I'm like, well, "I want that. I, that's like that's right. what I want. You know?" Yeah. Yeah, so if you're not spending $110,000 in a ballroom, so I'd say probably not, <laughs> That's but, crazy. you know. That's crazy. Thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. Wallet Hub released a list of the most charitable states in the U.S. for 2024, and Maryland has made this list. Now, they compared all 50 states on 19 key indicators of charitable behavior in two main categories, volunteering and service and charitable giving. And Maryland made the list of the top 10 most charitable states for 2024, landing at fourth place. Damn. Mm -hmm. For the third year in a row, Utah was listed as the most charitable state. We have a few neighbors that made this list as well. Uh, Delaware got six. And PA got seventh. I will say, I mean, I've lived all over the country, and Maryland's got yeah, it's some of the nicest people. Mm -hmm. I mean, just think about our radiothon. Let's just, take, let's just take radiothon for example, right? Yes, every year. There, almost every city does something similar to the Johns Hopkins radiothon. Which, by the way, the idea started on this radio station. This was the very first radio station to ever do a radiothon, and then other stations all over the country have raised a lot of money for children's, for children's hospitals. hospitals or whatever their their thing is, right? Right. But you, with the exception of Phoenix, eh, you guys have consistently made it literally one of the biggest radiothons. Mm -hmm. And it's just by you giving $5, $10, $20, I mean, you know, a That's lot of That's just a testament to the goodness of people here. You know? Yeah. I mean, that should make you feel good. Yeah. Number two. The parent company of Degree Deodorant and Axe Body Spray announced deodorant sales are finally rebounding after a huge drop during the pandemic. The company said as soon as people started working from home, they stopped caring if they smelled. <laughs> but with people returning to the office, that's no longer the case. Sales of personal care products are up 8% last quarter, and half of that is from deodorant sales. Wow. Personal care also includes soap and body wash. So we so we also are showering more than we have been in the last three years. A study uh, last year found once the pandemic hit, there was a huge drop in how often we were showering, wearing deodorant, shaving, and applying makeup, and also brushing our teeth. Well, that should be very relatable, right? Just two things. Number one, I went back to the dentist 
after probably 18 months. Mm-hmm. And that's when I had, like, I had like two cavities I had to get filled. Like typically I do okay at the dentist, but like mm-hmm. two, like, I had like two cavities. And it didn't do well because I don't know. It was like, yeah. I didn't have, have a schedule anymore. But the, the deodorant thing. Yo, no, let me, let me be honest <laughs> so with you. Funny. Real talk. I wear deodorant about 50% of days and I'm going to tell you why. Not because I, it's because I literally. So Monday through Friday? No. No. Because you have to keep in mind, Jess and I sit in different no. studios, too, right? So, like, Jess, we're, we're in the same studio, but there's, like, a... Like, we're in separate rooms. Separate like we rooms. see each other through a glass, yeah. So, like, you so wouldn't smell me. I just, honestly, I forgot to do it during the pandemic as much. This is no lie. And yeah. so, I'm just out of the habit now of putting on deodorant every and single day. And your mindset day. is, I'm not technically I, close to anybody. I don't get as stressed about it. Like, if I, if I roll in, I'm not wearing deodorant. Like, before, I'd be, oh, my God, I gotta go to CVS and get some deodorant, whatever. Yeah. Now, I'm like... <laughs> Don't you think that's maybe like a habit we should break? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got a lot of things on my plate right now. True. But it's, it's on the list. Okay. <laughs> Number one. New Edition has announced their first Las Vegas residency. The R&B icons will perform six concerts at the Encore Theater at the one beginning of February 28th through March 9th. The group released a statement saying, quote, Fulfilling a career-long dream on behalf of all of us, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, Ralph, and Johnny, it is our extreme purpose to give our fans a show that they cannot witness anywhere else. So, new edition, Vegas, starting February 2024. You know, I, you know, this song comes on, like, I vibe out. Mm -hmm. I I know you're a huge fan of new edition. So, me and my family live breathe, bleed, new edition. Like, I was telling Kramer that, so my family is supposed to come out here in February. I swear to you, I would not be surprised if my father cancels his trip to come see me just so he can see New Edition in Vegas in February. You know what's strange to me, though, is I feel like Bobby Brown got canceled just as a person, but, like, New Edition took no heat, which is, like, strange to me. Because I feel the same way. If a Bobby Brown song came on, I'm like, I don't know about Bobby Brown. I mean, you know, Whitney Houston. But, like, Mm -hmm. New Edition comes on, I don't think twice about it. It's weird, right? you shouldn't. You should not. This is just a mental topic. away from me, please. It is time for the Untitled Bad Mom segment on our show. And if that makes no sense to you, it's because we just don't have a title that we really we love yet. So we call it the Untitled Bad Mom segment. What is this, though, Jess? We've had different listeners call in and tell us a situation that they have gone through where someone in their life has called them a bad mom. So they basically want to talk to us and you about it to see did they deserve that comment or was the other person just kind of being disrespectful? Uh, let me get on. Uh, this is Tori from Bel Air. Hi, Tori. Hi. So why were you called a bad mom? Well, I was called a bad mom because I got a t-shirt for my little daughter that says turkey eaters are murderers. Oh, okay. How did that all play out into becoming a bad mom for that? Well, I'm a vegan and I have been for about three months now. And so, of course, my four-year-old daughter is two and I'm teaching her about why it's bad to eat meat. So... We got matching t-shirts for Thanksgiving and they say turkey eaters are murderers. And so I sent a picture of her wearing the shirt on the group text to the in-laws and there was no response at all, which is very unusual. And then what happened? Well, then my husband told me that I had stirred up a problem with his mom and that people didn't like the picture and they don't like the fact that our daughter can't make that decision for herself yet. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but we're vegans, and that's my belief. So am I a bad mom because I'm putting her in a T-shirt with a true statement on it? 
Okay, Lord. I think we have to relax on that. Well, I mean, listen, you're calling the right show because I'm, I'm vegan too. So, like, I, uh, I, uh, I know, but I'm not. Yeah, so I, I am. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with this one. Um, who actually called you the bad mom? Is your mother-in-law? Yeah. Um. Because I'm trying to, if we take vegan out of it, does it make any difference? Like, like in a shirt with like... on During a holiday. And, and is your entire family vegan or are you going to a Thanksgiving where there's going to be turkey on the table? We are the only vegans and there will be turkey. Okay. So you're going to someone else's home who is hosting you for yeah. a holiday. God, I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm struggling with this one. As the vegan on the show, too, like, yo, I, I get where you're coming from, but I just don't know if that's just too far. Uh, 410-583-1065. Tori bought her daughter a shirt that said turkey eaters are murderers <laughs> because that's her belief. Her mother-in-law called her a bad mom because mm-hmm. she literally, you know, says your daughter's too young to make that kind of statement and it feels offensive and, like, so is she a bad mom for doing that? 410-583-1065. Thoughts? I think it's kind of mean to wear that kind of shirt, whether, like, just for you, just to wear that and go to your in-laws when they're hosting Thanksgiving dinner, you know? I feel like it's not the time and place. And I do kind of agree with your mother-in-law in in the sense where if your daughter does want to be vegan, I, you know, absolutely. Like, I have nothing against that. But she also doesn't have the ability to make that statement for herself to, to wear something that jarring, I guess, which feels a little uncomfortable to me. No, but that's our belief. We believe that. So as a four-year-old, she's literally saying turkey eaters are murderers? Well, she understands the concept. You know, animals are our friends. We don't eat them. Okay. Which I support. I like, and I understand that. I support that way of living, but I also don't know if it's appropriate or kind to wear something like that in someone else's home when they're hosting you for a holiday. Well, let me ask you this. Jess, you bought me a shirt a couple of years ago that said, don't eat the homies and it had some animals on there, right? And yeah. I, I am vegan. I'm, yeah. I, I don't try to like put it out in people's faces like that, but like you bought that for me. And, yeah, for your birthday. And you know that's for my, my belief. Yeah, so, I got like, that for you for your birthday. Would that then, how would that be disrespectful? If, if it is my beliefs, then like is it bad if she was 18 and she was like mom i want to wear this like girl absolutely but she's four yo i don't know is that is that a bad mom move y'all hi shelby hey dreamer what do you think is it a bad mom move i'm not gonna say bad mom but it's very eccentric like i was telling jess it is very i was a i was a vegetarian for about five years and i never pushed on my son to, you know, take on that role. But if, you know, they want to try it, they're curious, it's cool. Even if she would have got her shirt like you, like, don't eat my homies. Like, that's a better better way for a four-year-old. But the message that it sends and the way that it's portrayed, Mm -hmm. that's that's probably the issue. Okay, that makes sense. So for you, not not a great mom move, though. Yeah. No, I think it's a little eccentric. That's all. There we go. Thanks for calling us. 410-583-1065. Liz from Frederick, good morning. Morning. Do you think it's a bad mom move? No, absolutely not. She's not wrong, is she? <laughs> you are actually murdering the turkey. Well, she's so this isn't um, a holiday that she's hosting at her house. So she's going to her mother-in-law's house and, and the rest of the family. So someone else is hosting Thanksgiving dinner. And I just feel like it would be kind of inappropriate to wear that and, in someone else's home. Mm, well, she's the mom. She knows her daughter, and, you know, she's teaching her daughter her own values. I mean, where do you think you got your values from? Your mother, you know? Okay, so so to you, this is this is a, a good mom move. 
Yeah, strong mama. All right. Thanks for calling. 410-583-1065. This is Rose on 5 from Bel Air. Rose, we're kind of tied up here. And what do you think? We'll give you the final vote. Is it a bad mom move to put put someone's child in a shirt that says turkey eaters are murderers? If that is your beliefs? Here's my thing on this is that it's not necessarily, necessarily she's a bad mom, but I have a four-year-old grandchild. Yeah. I don't know that my four-year-old grandchild knows the definition of a murderer. Okay. And I think that's just taking it a little too far. God put animals on this earth for us to survive. Animals, fruits, vegetables, so on and so forth. That mom has made a choice to go a different direction. That's her choice. Mm -hmm. But a four-year-old walking around with a shirt saying murderer... So, so for you, it's it's the murder part that's really the the bad momish part in this whole thing. Yeah, go be vegan. That's fine. But a four year old does not know the true concept of the word murderer. Okay. We don't murder these turkeys for. Oh my gosh, I just want to go kill a turkey. That's not what it's about at all. Mm-hmm. You know, you eat turkey on a regular basis, whether it's Thanksgiving or not. You eat chicken, whether it's Thanksgiving or not. Well, I mean, to be it's fair, she doesn't. God put on this earth, and I don't. Right, but I think I think the point that is trying to be made. But is I understand the, what she's saying, though. Is like bad, I, don't, I don't think a four-year-old should have a shirt that's saying murder, murder. on it either. So I mean, li- literally, Tori. I mean, it seems like most parents are saying it's 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 a bad mom move. Well, I hope all those turkey murderers have fun on Thanksgiving. I mean, this is my belief, and I'm not going to change it. And this is what I'm teaching my daughter. Okay, but just I actually just but y- you were eating turkey last November, correct? I was. I hadn't seen the light yet. Okay. Thank, yeah. Thank you. So, I mean, do you think you'll still put your daughter in the shirt? Probably. I haven't decided for sure. Okay. That's uh, that's bad mom segment for the week, y'all. Hey, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get the show daily. And if you think we've earned it, give us five stars. Hear Kramer and Jess live every morning on Mix 106.5 Baltimore. And check out the Kramer and Jess Uncensored podcast at KramerandJess.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 